Hi, this is Pastor Rick. Welcome to On Demand. Today, we talk about one big word, transparency. I want to know, are you a transparent, honest, open person? Are you a phony baloney? I hope not, right? Come on. It's easy if you're not careful to not be real. But don't you know, you hear people all the time say, I don't like people who are phony. Well, the question is, are you one? Are you an honest, transparent person? In Paul's description of putting on the whole armor of God, being fully committed to God, he says the first thing you need to put on, he looks at this Roman soldier while in prison and paints this picture and says the first thing you should put on is you should gird your body about with truth. Be transparent. So let's talk about that today. It's going to be a great study. Stay right there. Link this and send it to a friend if you think they need it because this is going to be really helpful. Stay right there. Enjoy the message. I'll be back and pray for you at the end. Stay there. Welcome back. Glad you're with us. You know, I'm really, really excited about this series that we're in, and I pray that you are ready to consider something today that is really life-changing. Paul writes to the Church of Ephesus, and he lays out for them some things that they can do to help their lives be better. He challenged them to be strong, be committed to being strong. And you see that theme throughout the Bible. You know, don't be weak. Told Joshua that be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and all that in Joshua chapter 1. And then there's this great comment in Ephesians 6 where he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Tremendous, tremendously powerful statement. And it's all about saying God wants you to be enabled. He wants you to be a strong person. Paul's in prison in Ephesus in the letter he's writing here to the church of Ephesus. And he says, I want you guys to picture what growing in God, being strong in God looks like, being a strong believer. And he looks at a Roman soldier and he says, okay, what you should do is number one, you can see the guy's muscles, right? Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Then he looks at the guy's clothing and he starts his description by saying, Put on, matter of fact, let me read it for you for a minute. This is in Ephesians chapter 6. I want to start a little bit earlier in verse 13. Uh, and I, I wasn't going to start at verse 14, but I'm going to start at verse, uh, verse 15. But I'm going to start at verse 13 because I want you to see this. Ephesians 6 and 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand, the Bible says. Now, this is important. Therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. In his description, he says, the first thing you need to do if you want to be a strong person, if you want to be going the right direction, is he says, okay, you got to be strong. That's clear. You got to be committed to being strong. Got to work out, got to exercise, got to do what it takes to get to a place of, of strength. That's the goal in your life. Be a strong person. But then in terms of the dress, he looks at the soldier and says, hmm, should I start with the shoes? No. Start with the helmet? No. The first thing you should put on is you should make sure that you're girded about with truth. At the core of your life, transparency needs to be important to you. I am convinced that a lot of times we are not transparent people. Now, I'm going to talk about this later on and say that, you know, I'm not saying tell everybody all of your business, okay, and I don't even like that term because I've learned that if people say it's my business, if you have, <laughs> when you get to certain levels of income, you need accountants, lawyers, you need people you have to share your business with so that they can help you not get in trouble. Transparency is crucial at certain levels of income and opportunity and leadership. 
In my job, I have to be transparent. There's too many blind spots for me. I have too many people, too much, too much money to manage, too many staff. I, I just can't do it all without being transparent. I have to be honest about how I feel, what I know, and what I don't know. Paul looks and says, hey, we got to be transparent. You know, whenever, I'm really going to go off here just a minute. Whenever I hear somebody say, whatever happens in this house stays in the house, you know, I say, oh, please. It's not, you know, I understand that to a degree. But let me tell you, if you want to have a healthy home, somebody has got to be able to advise your house. You have to let somebody in and somebody see. And Paul says, that's about transparency. So I want to give you three things that I think you need, right? Three things, three what I call tips from the Apostle Paul, okay? And th these tips are what I call transparent tips. Um, and they, they'll help you. Three things. So we'll note these. Number one, you have to be committed. Number two, you have to be transparent. And number three, you have to be righteous. All that's going to be in our text today. You have to be committed. You have to be transparent, honest, and you have to be righteous. Let me read the text for you again. Stand therefore, he said, uh, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. He looks at the soldier and says, okay, those are the three things you need to be. Now, let me begin by saying, when he said you have to be committed, which is what putting on the whole armor is about, it's, it's about not half dressing, half in, half out. It's all soldier. It's all in, no halfway, no partial, all in. I must admit that at points in my life, I wasn't fully committed. Not fully committed. I'm telling you, when you jump in and you're putting on everything you're supposed to put on, th there's something about that that's different. Being all in. One of the smartest things in our marriage that we did, Diane and I made a co covenant to be all in. And we've been that way for 41 plus years. We've been all in. All in. And we're not perfect. We don't always agree on everything. And, you know, I'm normally right, but no. <laughs> anyway, you get the point. But, I mean, I'm not always right. I'm just joking. But you get the point. There's something about being totally committed to the pastor of the church, being totally committed to where you work. Totally. This is what Paul's saying. Put on the whole armor of God. Now, here's what he says. That you may be able. Total commitment gives you an ability that nothing else does to withstand in the evil day. Half committed people to being students don't do well. Half committed people to businesses don't do well. You're either in business or out of business. If you're half committed to where you work, you need to quit and get you another job. You need to be all in. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, here's what you do. You stand. You've done everything you want, could do and should do. Stand. Having girded your waist with, here it is, truth. Be transparent. And, and, you know, admit, I'm feeling bad today. This is not going well today. I'm struggling with this. I, I think there's something about being transparent in your marriage. What keeps, you tra what keeps you together is not being brutal and mean in your honesty. This is not about, well, I think you're just getting fat. I think you're just not being, if I'm being transparent, I just think you're not as good looking as you were. That's not, that's not helpful. Because you're not probably as good looking as you were. And if you are fortunate enough to still look good, with that attitude, you won't keep looking good. But I want you to see that there's something here he's saying about being all in and being, just being, being transparent, not hiding stuff. I, I really believe it has kept me alive. I'm honest with myself. 
I'm honest with those that I work with. I'm honest with God. There are times I haven't been, I, but I didn't know I wasn't being honest. And then I love the part that he closes out with this and he says, and you got to put on the breastplate of righteousness, which basically means you've got to be committed to doing what is right. You got to be committed to doing the right thing. If you're not committed to doing the right thing, which I think is uh, waning in a lot of people's lives, because a lot of people who are even, you know, really Christian, quote, godly, God-fearing people, they are not committed to doing what is right. If right is waiting to have sex before marriage, that's out. They just say, well, God, uh, I'm not doing that. That's I put that on. I ain't going to do lids. If if um, if, you know, getting high is on the, the, the righteous list, you want me to be a sober person. Well, I'm put that on. I ain't going to obey lists. You just have a list of things you're not going to do, even though they are the right things to do. I love what he says. He says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Be, be committed to doing what's right. And nobody can force you to do that. that. That's something you have to decide you want to do. And if you decide you don't want to do it, well, then, you know, no one can force you. There's, there's a powerful moment when you pause and you say, I, I, I want to do what's right. And I'm committed to it. Now, I want to close this out with an interesting observation. And, and it's just... A big surprise because it's Paul in second, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. And he says, let me give my testimony. He says, let me talk to you about my life and let me show you where I came from. And he's incredibly transparent, incredibly transparent. Look what he says, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. And those of you who don't understand Paul's history or the Apostle Paul's history, this is a guy who just came to God, very religious, very committed, very devoted, but he had issues. And listen to what he says about himself. These are Paul's words, 1 Timothy 1 and 12. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me faithful, appointing me to his service, even though I was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of the Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. What a statement. I was awful. I was a blasphemer. I was a guy who talked evil about people. I was always saying something awful. And he talked especially about people who were Christians before he became one. He was a Pharisee, which was a, a, a spiritual leader, a very elite group, kind of like the, I would call them the ninjas of the religious world in Jesus' day, or the, the Marines of Jesus' day. Religiously, they were uh, only, I think, about one author says 6,000 at one time. Very incredibly elite group of committed religious people. He's very well educated, probably like a Ph.D. level guy studying the Gamaliel. This guy had tremendous credentials. But he said, I was a blasphemer. Even though I had all this education, I always spoke evil of everything. I just think that's an amazing, honest moment. My mouth was horrible. That's what he was saying. My mouth was vile. I was constantly negative, constantly critical. I was always speaking evil of, and specifically, the church, Christians, believers. Then he says, secondly, I was a persecutor and I was violent. I wasn't just a guy who would persecute you. I would lay hands on you. <laughs> I would say, oh, yeah, I'd lay hands on you now. I'd, I'd come at you. you know, might cut you. I mean, this is a guy being really honest. You know what really is amazing? I've seen this in, um, 
especially with some women. I want, I mean, ladies, I want to pull you aside for just a minute. We often talk about guys being violent. Paul is, is a guy, right? So that we can accept. But do you know there are a lot of ladies who are like this? There are a lot of ladies, and you're looking at me right now, I'm talking to you. There are a lot of ladies who are ghetto violent. You heard me say that, right? Ghetto violent. Yeah, I need to put that on the screen for you. Ready? I'm going to put this up here. Ghetto, you see that word right there, ghetto? Violent, underlined. Yes, you are, girl. You know, you fight fast, in a hurry. The, the man is sitting there, he's not saying anything because he's saying, preach it, pastor, preach it, preach it. It's the truth. You know, you're you quick to lay hands and you don't get your way and pitch a fit and get up in somebody's face. Paul says, that's how I used to be. What's interesting is he's honest about it. Are you? He's transparent. And then he says this, and he closes, he has a couple more things he's going to say, but he says, and I acted in ignorance. I was, I, was, I, was, I was ignorant. This is a highly educated guy. And I was acting in unbelief, he says. When you read this kind of honesty, you have to step back and go, man, wow. How long did I act in ignorance? How many, how, how many years did I operate in this violent attitude and this blasphemous attitude? How long was it for me that I just ignored the truth and did not put on the breastplate of righteousness? I didn't do what was right. I didn't care what was right. You know what's interesting for some of us? You forgot where you came from. For some of you, that's exactly how you've been. Most of your life. And right now, you are just a little bit better, a little bit better than you were before you, quote, became a church person. You are. You, you carry a spirit of violence. You carry a spirit of intimidation. Some preachers do that. When they preach, they look mean. You don't obey God or you're going to hell. That way, <laughs> look at your face. Wow. Don't smile when you say I'm going to hell at least. If you're not careful, you become a spiritual bully. Demanding people be here, demanding people give this, demanding, demanding, demanding. And you create guilt and this whole atmosphere of bondage. And I, I, I tell you, Paul says, that's how I was. He is a deeply religious guy, highly respected. This is not just anybody. He's famous. If it was, if it was in our day, he's a guy on television. This is a guy who's like, you know, a, a roving, draw big crowd preacher dude. This is a big time guy, big education, great communicator, smooth, this is Paul, the one that God chose to write most of the New Testament because he was incredible. He could put the pieces together. He was an intellectual. He was smart, humble, smart, could communicate. But he's also not very impressive, some say, when you see him. But what he could do was amazing. And Paul says, I was awful. And he goes further. He doesn't just stop there. He says some things about himself. Watch what he says in verse 15. He said, here is a trustworthy saying. This is verse 15. Uh, uh, verse, yeah, verse 15. He said, saying, uh, I can read on a good day. Here's a trustworthy saying that, that deserves full acceptance. Christ came into the world, I'm getting it out, to save sinners, watch this now, of whom I am the worst. For for this very reason I was shown mercy so that in the worst, that the worst of sinners, that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might deploy his unlimited patience as an example for those who would believe on him and receive eternal life. 
Now to the king, I love this, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. He says, I was a mess. I was a, I was a religious, devoted, go-to-church, blasphemer, persecutor, violent person. He said, I was ignorant. I was an unbeliever. I was the worst of sinners, and I was a devoted, God-fearing, I feared God person. How does all that go together? That's the question. <laughs> That's the point I'm making. You can be the head deacon and be the meanest one in the church. You can be the pastor and be the most, most deceitful person in the church. Be, being a religiously committed person doesn't help you. Being transparent does. And laying all this before God. This, my friend, is what made Paul special. God could confront him, and he did on the Damascus Road and knocked him off his, off his animal. He fell down, and he came to God for real in a transparent moment in Acts chapter 8. His life changed forever. Wow. Read it. Acts chapter 8 through chapter 9, you read Paul's story. It's powerful. It's a story of a guy who changes. He was the guy who, in Acts chapter 7, verse 58, stood at the stoning of Stephen. This guy had a bad history, a violent history. He was not somebody you fool with. He was not somebody who apologized. He hurt you and didn't care. But what's powerful is, he says, that was really me. And I don't want that to ever be me again. I wonder, are you going back to who you used to be? I wonder, are you sliding back to your old ways, your own old habits, your old thoughts, your own behaviors? You're starting to cuss just a little bit. You used to cuss, you know, a whole lot. Now you're cussing old about, you know, 10% of the time. You know, every now and then you, bam, let them have it. You know, but, but you used to be an 80%er, cussing about 80% of the time. So you're down, you're feeling good about it, but you're going up. You were 2%. Last week, this week you were up to 10%. You're going to be 20 next week. I mean, if you're not careful, you'll forget where you came from. Paul says, no, let me tell you, where I came from. Let me tell you how I used to be. Wow. Talk about transparency. Here's a couple of questions for you to think about. Are you transparent? What are you afraid that other people will see? What are you hoping nobody ever discovers about you? Oh, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Mm -mm -mm. This is the moment you have to kind of say, Okay, Pastor Rick, that's worth thinking about. That's a thought. Um, there's a question that I think you would probably have at this point. I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want you to think about it. Some people would say, well, Pastor Rick, I, I, am I supposed to be transparent about everything? It's a good question. Well, you know, I... I would say not, not so. Not so. You don't have to. I mean, I'm not saying everything is something you talk about. There is such a thing as privacy. Some of you would say, right, Pastor Rick? I mean, I, I can have a private moment. And, I, and I, I want to give you three what I call reasons that people tend to use you might call them excuses, but there's a reason people give for why they're not transparent, why they're not forthcoming. Number one, 
because of privacy rights. Does everybody have to see me without clothes on? Does everybody have to know how, how, where my finances are? Does everybody have to know where my marriage is? Does everybody have to know where my kids are? What about my privacy? Number two, um, everybody, Pastor Rick, may not be able to handle me being transparent. What, what if I say something and they, it overwhelms people? So sometimes people say, well, you know, I have privacy rights. Some people say it could overwhelm people telling them about my life, being transparent. And thirdly, some people would say, um, people might use it against me if, if I, you know, if I'm transparent. Now, I want you to just understand. I realize that there are moments in life and there are things in life that need to be said wisely and in certain contexts. I understand that you tell your kids certain things at certain times. I've seen parents make the mistake of telling the kids all their sinful story when they're five. I don't think you should tell your five-year-old all the things or the 10-year-old all the things in your life. And some of it never needs to be told because it doesn't have any long-term benefit. I think there are times when you should say, I don't know, that I want to talk about that right now, but at least be transparent. Let the, find a way to be honest, but yet be wise. So if you ask me the question, Pastor Rick, are you always transparent? Do you always say everything? No, I don't. No. But I try to with wisdom. Here's what I wrote. I'm going to put this on the screen because I want you to hear what I wrote. I wrote this out for you to think about it. If you ask me that question, here's what I would say. I try, but with wisdom. This can be challenging for the reasons I just stated. And my privacy, everyone can't handle my life. And some may try to use my nakedness against me. So my answer would be what I just put on the screen. No, I try, but with wisdom. And I understand that this can be challenging for the reasons I just stated, my privacy. Everyone can handle my, my life, and some may try to use it against me. So because of those reasons, I don't always say everything all the time in, 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 in an open forum. I may say it in a private setting. But overall, in my life, I'm striving to be an honest person. You don't want to sit here and watch a guy who's not honest. You don't want to sit here and listen to a guy who's not being transparent. People ask me questions and I'll say, well, listen, here's what I can say. Here's what I will say. Here's, I try, I, I'm not saying everything I think. I'm not saying everything I, I plan because I'm not sure I want to do it. But at least I'm, I'm, I'm giving you an answer that's not, big word, phony. At least I'm not being phony. Pretending I'm happy when I'm sad. Pretending, I'm, pretending that I'm, you know, somehow not disappointed when I am. That's what hurts marriages. You know, you act like I love you. No, you don't. You're tired of him. You're sick and tired and you're fed up with his comments. You don't want him to talk about your weight anymore. You're sick and tired of these kids coming and using you and, and not saying thank you. You're tired of a lot of things. You're tired of your house being a mess. You're tired of not having any time for yourself. That's the truth. Be transparent. Don't sit there and hold it. The Bible says this. He says, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. There's something about being honest about I am, I am tired. I need to confess how I'm feeling so that I don't have anything in my heart. I don't have anything in my heart against my wife today. Nothing. I've talked about it. everything I felt. <laughs> and so is she, I pray. We all have. I try. I'm trying. We're trying. You don't have to agree, but you need to stop being, big word, phony. <laughs> Man. I feel like I need a moment of silence. 
I feel like I need a moment of silence for you to just meditate on that. You're faking that you got money and you don't. You're faking that you are okay and you're not. You are faking, faking, faking. I'm not faking today. I'm trying to be transparent. Pastor Rick, let me ask you a transparent question. These days we're in, how do you feel? Cautious, careful, prayerful, watchful, patient, saddened, tearful. All those words describe how I feel. But I have to be strong. See, being transparent doesn't mean you ball up in a corner and become weak and wail and cry. It doesn't, I don't have time for that. I'm going to fight. I don't have time to be some wimpy person who gives up because it's tough. That's part of it. But at least I could be transparent. I can say that is not my friend. That's an enemy. He acts like an enemy, quack, quacks like an enemy, and he's not a friend. You know how I know that? Because of A, B, C, and D. This person over here is. I, you know, I need to be transparent. I don't want you in my life because you tell me the truth. Tell the truth. Some people you lock out of your life because they tell you the truth. Because they don't put up with you. Be transparent. They fired you from that job because you are late, because you didn't make the assignment, or because, I don't know, maybe they were unfair. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe so. I'm not saying I know everything about your job. But in some people's lives, they know why they're in jail. They know why they are in trouble. If you're transparent, you can lie to your family, you can lie to everybody you want, but you know the truth. You say, well, I didn't do that. They locked me up for that. But, but you did this. You did three or four other things. They didn't know you did. And so the Bible says you reap what you sow. Sometimes God says, I'm going to get you on the other counts, not on this one. And I, I think there are moments... It should be fair that they lock you up for what you really did. I get that. I'm not saying they should. And I hope they hope you get off if you really didn't do it. But here's the point I want you to see. If you're transparent, you've done enough to be locked up. And you don't plan to stop doing stuff. And so when something happens to you down the road, you can't blame God for it. But if you were transparent and you say, Father, you know, I have gotten accustomed to shoplifting. I've gotten accustomed to living on these drug sales. I've gotten accustomed to lying. And I need to change. I need to let help you. You help me change. Because I can't change myself. But I can be honest. That's where it starts. That helped prepare you for the future, which is what I'm going to talk about next time. Is that, you know, you put on, sir, make sure you're strong in the Lord, he says. Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Then he says, have your waist girded about with truth, be transparent. Then he says, you got to have your feet prepared. Shoes on, ready to run. <laughs> like a friend of mine said, put your shoes on. <laughs> I love that. You got you to get up and go. You got to be ready to run. There's nothing about being prepared, a prepared person. Are you? If you're not prepared, Why? The things that happen in your life right now, why aren't you prepared for them financially? Why aren't you prepared emotionally? What is it that stopped you from being prepared? I want to talk to you about that next week. I want to talk about preparation next time. Let's pray together. 
Father, I pray the Spirit of God would help this message bring life and health to those who've heard it. May they rise up today and open their heart and look at that soldier that Paul looked at and say, you know what? I want to be, I want at the center of my being, I want to be a transparent person. I understand I can't say everything to everybody, but I want to be an open-minded person. I pray, Father, that this is a launching pad for them and a healing moment. I also pray for them if they don't know you as Savior, that they would say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. From this moment forward, may the hand of God bring healing and grace to them. And may they surrender their lives to Christ, knowing that this is the beginning of a new opportunity for them. May they be transparent with God in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for being a part of our, our time together today. I really pray that you would go with confidence and transparency and allow the Holy Spirit to bless you. Thank you so much for being with us. I'll see you next time. Remember, every first Sunday we gather, and I hope you get to come and hang with us at our uh, in-person gathering every first Sunday at 11 a.m. We gather for an in-person service. It's a drive-in service. You don't want to miss it. It's really, really nice. We get to be together. Hundreds come out for it, and we got a lot of special events that we have throughout the year, and we'll let you know when they are in-person gatherings. We're really excited about those when we have them, and so I want you to keep posted. Make sure you, there's a lot of cool ways you can keep up with us. You can download our app. You can do all kinds of cool things to keep with us, and we want to keep up with you. Love you. See you next time right here with me, Pastor Rick. Have a great day. Bye-bye from Overcoming by Faith. Have a great day. Wow, what an incredible, incredible testimony. The Apostle Paul, one of the most quoted men in the Bible, says, I had issues. I was a great sinner. I was a man who was, who was a violent person. I was a blasphemer. He says all these things. He's incredibly transparent. I love his transparency. It shows us a, a roadmap to say, tell the truth. We know you can't tell everybody your whole story. We understand that. Sometimes you have to share it only with certain select people. But in his core, he was a transparent person. And you need to look at your life and say, am I transparent? Where are you with God right now? Be transparent. Be open. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for people who have been hiding, hiding behind a mask. May this be the moment they find healing, grace, and strength. And I give you all the praise, and I give you all the glory. Heal their lives. Let this word they've heard today inspire them to be more open so that you can bless them. The Bible says, confess your sins one to another that you may be healed. And so I speak that over their life today. Give them courage and places they can go and share transparently. May their lives be open, not closed, blessed and fruitful in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being with me today. I appreciate you sharing uh, your time with us, and I pray that you go and share this with somebody else. If it helped you, I pray to help somebody else. You go send it and link it to somebody and let them be blessed. And so you be blessed. I'll see you next time right here. Got more to talk about, I promise. I'm going to talk about it mine next time. I got some stuff I'm going to talk about up here, you know. Sometimes you got to get it right. You got to be prepared. So it's two great sermons coming down the pike, one on preparation and one on your thinking. So hey, the, the, the whole armor of God, got to have your feet shod and you got to have your helmet on. So two more sermons. It's going to be good. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.